This is Unapologetically Us, the podcast. Unsolicited, unfiltered, unapologetic as All right, and we're back. Did you miss us? Yay. Unapologetically Us, the podcast is back for season two, episode one. Ooh, can I get some chairs? Um, we miss you guys, so I hope you guys miss us. I am your co-host, Mojo, um, and I'm joined by two of the most amazing podcast hosts in the world. Who do we have with me? Oh, thank you. I think you're great as well. I, Kian Badu 2.0, here for another season of and being extra unapologetic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's me, your third favorite co-host, Tamika, aka Mrs. Williams. Yes. And we are back with season two. I know it's been a long await, y'all, but we are back with fresh content, new topics. Um, we're going to have guests this season. We're going to finally do the conspiracy episode. Um, we're going to deliver on all the things we, we promised last, um, last season. And hopefully we can give it to y'all on a weekly basis, but don't hold us to it. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and dive right into current events like we normally do. Um, just a quick update. Our last episode, season one, I think it was like final episode, season seven, I mean, episode 17 or something like that. We ended off on Deshaun Watson. And just a quick update to close the loop on that. Yes, he is now with the Browns. He is now suspended for 11 games and he will be with the Browns returning next season as the quarterback. So shout out to the Cleveland Browns. We'll see what Deshaun Watson does then. Um, is he still massaging ladies and sexually assaulting them? Who knows? We'll see on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We might, hey, we might need to do a little undercover sting in Cleveland since he's here. Yeah. <laughs> I am not going to be a part of that. I do not have a massage Yeah, you could be. No, yes, I, 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 I do not have a massage license. I do not. No, oh, okay. one of the licenses that I hold. <laughs> no. I was about to say, Kiyah can set it up. She could be the masseuse and then we could get him on camera. Girl, don't get me started because it will not be no thing nope. operation, ma'am. You Thanks. will not be getting the footage. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. We ain't trying to take down another black man. We're not really. Set up the black man. Right. I know, right. right. Not the black man. Um, all right. So moving on from Deshaun Watson, I just wanted to ask y'all if y'all have been paying attention to the Irv Gotti interviews and documentary. Oh, Lord. It's have y'all seen this? The documentary. It's so cringe. Yes. I am caught up on the episode. What do y'all think about Irv Gotti right now? I want them to stop asking oh. him about Ashanti. Just like, just, just like, <laughs> not. I want her, no, I really, not. I want her to get, a, I want her to get like someone involved to where he literally can't even talk about her anymore. Cause I'm so tired of hearing it. I agree. No, they're not going to stop asking about him cause he's not going to stop talking about her. And the murder ink, I am very intrigued with the murder ink documentary, actually. But the thing with Herb is he's so in love with her. He still got feelings, whether they're, he, uh, do you he hates her? I don't know. But you know, love is, and hate, they go hand in hand. So he's, he's definitely still pining after this woman after 20 plus years. And her, I'm sure she's embarrassed as hell, like, nigga. Shut the fuck up. Like, come on. I this shit's 20 years old. I'd be so pissed if somebody was still talking about what we did 20 years ago. 
Has she said anything? No, she, she refuses to talk about him. It's 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 she not participating in the documentary. It's giving who hurt you. She ain't participating in anything. Like he ruined her relationship with Nelly. Enough is enough. I need him to go. What he do with Nelly? Let's just not relive the past. I don't know that either. Oh uh, well, I didn't know if they broke up because of. Earth. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't say that. That's why. But, they broke up. It, it was. Uh, oh, he, it caused friction in their relationship. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's just it, it's a lot. I ain't gonna lie though, the Murder Inc. doc is good, and mm-hmm. because we, I, I, well, I grew up in that era. That was like my high school music themes for real, for real. So it's like real interesting to see how they was it was shit was going on the other side. But yeah, Irv, let it go. Ashanti should. I wish Shanti would just like put her foot down or say something or send a cease and desist or something. <laughs> She probably laughing at this nigga. I'll be watching the documentary if I was her and laughing at this nigga, shaking my head like this is a clown. Man, embarrassing. Um, what else we got on here? Kian, you um, you have shared it with us it's a, a pic. Okay, so there's there's this pic going around. It's viral with this mom dropping her elementary school age child off at school. And she has on booty shorts, like to the point where, yeah. as my grandma used to say, the black of her ass, the black of her ass is hanging out of the shorts. Yeah. So I want to yeah. know, what do y'all think yeah. is appropriate attire when dropping your kids off at school? I'm glad you asked this because literally yesterday I saw almost not the same thing, but it was a grandma with two kids and they all have bonnets on. Mm. <laughs> so I feel like that's the same thing. <laughs> no, no. A bonnet, dropping your kid off with a bonnet on is not the same thing as dropping your child off to with me. the ash cheeks hanging out. They, they are not on the same category. inappropriate. I think they it's should just both be banned. Yeah, I just think yeah. they should both be banned. That is absolutely like, don't disrespectful. Your child like that. Yeah, it's embarrassing for the child and for you. Shit, have some goddamn self respect. Why you got to come out the house looking like you just robbed the bed or just up the club? Because like, they may on, have. You going to school? They may have. Okay, but then I'm not just anybody in a box. Those jogging pants, and <laughs> I am. So I you can do. take that thing off. <laughs> Shit, come on. You going in public? Represent yourself. Just like when my mama say you go to the airport, you should look decent. You never know who you gonna run into and meet. You going to the fucking school? Represent yourself with some respect. Shit, well, some teacher, people I'm feel like this ghetto twat. Some people feel like you should go but to the airport said, comfortable in sweats and tennis shoes. I mean, at the end of the day, too, I ain't, you just I ain't saying that. They I'm not saying you can go to the airport. Okay, let me finish my thought. Tennis shoes. I'm saying don't go in your pajamas. Go ahead, Kia. What's the difference between the bonnet and the booty shorts? The booty shorts is is, is inappropriate. You showing body parts. These are these are small children. It's it's not a bonnet. It's not hurting anybody. It's not affecting anybody. It's not you know that's that's a person's personal choice, and they might have that confidence where they don't really you know care about coming out in a bonnet. When they take the bonnet off, they might be that fine where they ain't worried about the bonnet for a few minutes when they dropping Johnny off. But booty cheeks mm-hmm. are hanging out. Is that is <laughs> not okay in any circumstance? See, yeah, I I think both of them should be banned. Honestly, 
I agree. But there's some people out there that feel like my body, like this is natural, God-given, doesn't matter if it's anybody sees it, kids or not, this is God-given body. Like, why does it matter if my booty cheeks are out? So what? It's a natural body well, why part. You got so some people feel like just that. Just walk around naked. Just walk around naked. <laughs> no, but I don't know. Booty cheeks are no, I feel like you should dress appropriately, period. I, I think there was just a debate about a dress code for parents, too. I think picking up kids and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a few years ago. It was about um, them coming to school and dropping the kids off in their bonnets and pajamas. Pajamas, I think it was a pajama thing. Yeah, because yeah. I have I had commented on that, and then me and somebody fell out behind that. But. Oh my goodness! But <laughs> <laughs> well, we ain't fall out. We already fell out, but it, it got heated after that post. But we, I digress. Well, I'm gonna judge you. I don't care. I'm gonna just let y'all know out there in the podcast world. I'm judging if you do those things. <laughs> um. Oh, this is a good topic, Ken. You talking about the um our next topic? We're gonna get into the disparities in the real estate market, and this has been happening forever. You want to introduce that? There's a another viral um post going around. I actually saw two different ones. So at this point, I don't know how factual it is, but it was interesting. Um, but basically, hmm. there was a couple that got an appraisal on their house and when they went to get the house appraised it appraised for like three hundred thousand dollars and then um he got his white friend to pose and get the house appraised and he was able to get it appraised for like six hundred thousand dollars and so yeah and so and then i saw another post the the prices were different so it could be the same thing they just didn't have it correct but basically what oh. what i wanted to find out was what y'all thought about that have you because as i'm doing the dumpster dive i'm finding more and more stories of you know people taking down pictures when they're selling their homes mm -hmm. they, you know because they might have gotten a lower offer you know that kind of thing yeah mm -hmm. well i would say as the resident realtor yeah that is true i have read several articles about that especially out on the west coast where they have done that where a black person got their home appraised and it was lower than what they anticipated or what it should have been and then when they white counterparts stood in for them um, they praised higher but we always tell people when you're selling your home take down all personal items anyway um you know pictures anything that can just say who you are in general because you never know what people's biases are whether it's you being black or gay or whatever the case may be but my question too is how that's such a big difference three hundred thousand dollars that's a big gap if you looking at comp comparables in the neighborhood with other houses sold for and, and looking at the comps and stuff i'm like i don't know how they would be able to appraise something with that big of a gap and they're not raising red flags mm -hmm. yeah. It might not even been um, a thing of a true appraisal either. Maybe they inflated their appraisal for the white couple. I mean, you know, for the white man. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Because I, I have heard that you're supposed to take down, because I've never sold a house yet, but I have heard that you're supposed to take down personal stuff. But do, is that like a regional thing or is that everybody everywhere? Because how do this happens? This has been happening forever, I feel like. Mm hmm uh, and I don't even know what the gain is for the appraiser. Like, what is your benefit? Whether this person sell a house for higher or lower. So that's that a good point. Me about redlining mm -hmm. and stuff like that. 
keeping black folks out of certain neighborhoods. I always wonder what's the benefit to the real estate agent or the appraiser or what like White that. supremacy. I mean, if they all look the same, they're going to reap the benefits one way or the other. They could keep selling in that area. I mean, or just... Well, what they're going to do is... Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, or just the fact that if their goal is just to keep it white, then, you know what I'm saying? That's what how they benefit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, the red line it comes with, they want to keep their neighborhoods as is, whatever hue that may be, or they may be trying to move certain people out of a neighborhood and into a neighborhood and, you know, come with gentrification and all that stuff. Um, so all those things will play a factor. And then, you know, they think your property value going to go down mm -hmm. if certain people move into the neighborhood and, you know, so all that becomes factored mm -hmm. in it. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm like, I don't know what benefited that appraiser. I don't know what kickback whatever you get. I don't know because all that's illegal. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. It's interesting though. Like this whole, the whole, everything about, I always found the real estate market redlining. Anything affecting the financial status of black population and like uh, structural racism stuff. I've always been interested in that stuff, but I just don't have the patience to like really sit down and do a lot of research and all that. But I always find that stuff interesting. But yeah, that was a good one. And then speaking of houses, Nick Cannon has a lot of them because he has a lot of kids. <laughs> speaking of houses, the transition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> so, um, so we hear, yeah, what's going on with Nick Cannon? This was Tamika's topic. Oh, Lord. What's Nick the update? Is out here. He is out here making a lot of single mamas. What uh, number? Actually, no, now he's rotating them. It seems like he's not gonna. He, it seems like he got his rotation down. He just rotating his his uh, ejaculation between them. Yeah, I'm knocked uh, up. I think I just read his number ten. Now number ten. Oh my god. Yeah, because he just did a uh, he just did a maternity or paternity shoot, whatever it's called, the shoots, the maternity shoots. Oh yeah, shoots. yeah. He just did one with one of them, and it's rumored there's two more gonna be having babies before the end of the year. What? So I also read that. He's just trying to spread his seed. I guess you know he got health issues and stuff, so I guess mm -hmm. he's trying to uh, leave his legacy all over the place before he go. So I don't know if he feels like he's on a short timeline yeah. and just gonna make all these babies for no fucking reason. <laughs> but my issue with that is, oh my god, the fucking popsicle man is in my yard. The ice cream truck. Um, <laughs> yes. Um. Here's my thing with this. You are. This Hollywood actor guy, you do movies, radio, wilding out, TV. You got all these jobs, and you got time to make all these babies. But you cannot possibly be spending the quality time that's necessary to father these children with your schedule. And then how many kids you got spread around between these houses? And I did hear they all live in close proximity, which is even weirder. But really, I did read that. I don't know how true it is, but I did read that. So I'm just like. You're not providing enough quality time to all these children in all these different houses. You're just making multiple babies. I think this is baby number three with one girl. I think he's he giving them each like three kids or more at this point. But it's just like, you're just making baby mamas. Yeah. I don't get it. He's trying, he trying to secure his transplant. He's trying to make sure that. What you mean? He's trying to make sure that when he need an organ donor, that he's going to have one. Oh. 
interesting. Oh, but it's gonna be years before them kids available no. to get that dog. No. Their organs. It won't be years. Do we know what child's wrong? pancreas ain't gonna work in somebody in a dog yeah. or yeah. kidney, whatever? Yeah, yeah. It, it functions the same. Do we know um how what kind of ill because I he think we lupus. I mean I don't know if he's ever said oh he did say he got lupus. Yeah. And usually so lupus he, have to have um at some point they might end up needing a kidney transplant. Uh, or lungs or anything at the end of the you know, because it can affect any organ, honestly. Organ. Yeah, so yeah. I mean I feel like he just you trying to secure his transplant. That is an interesting theory. Should we add that to the yeah, conspiracy episode? <laughs> should also That's like organ harvesting, ain't it? Oh my goodness. It's not organ no. <laughs> like he a version of harvest. it. No, people do that all the time. Uh couples have babies um so that that they could potentially be a bone marrow donor for their other child that has leukemia like Oh yeah. I saw that movie. It made me cry. I can't remember the name of it right now though. People do things like that all the time. I have heard of that. That's interesting. Well, Nick Cannon, I don't know what your motive is. I didn't know that he was uh like recycling the baby mamas either. I know he was going back and doing more babies with the same one. So he's not introducing new babies. It's like a this has to have a name, like a tribe or something. Mm, that's something. Yeah. Cannonism. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, that's crazy. Anyway, I don't know how he gonna play uh, for for college for all these kids, um, oh, but the rest it. of us oh, no, is dealing with student loans. He he, these kids will not <laughs> need loan forgiveness. His his kids ain't got to worry about student loans or the student loan forgiveness plan that Biden just introduced. For real. <laughs> right? Don't no kids these days. I say don't worry about college at all. But anyway. <laughs> So Biden introduced a plan this week. We all college educated. I don't know. Yeah, you got school loans. Got forgiven through the military. Oh, okay. So yeah, I wish I would have jumped in the Navy or something, damn it. But not the Navy. <laughs> something, <laughs> something I could have got a damn charger and my damn loans forgiven. Um, get my scat pack. So the loans Yo, forgiven. What? I, I think that's what they call these days the cool cars that make all the noise. The scat pack. Scat pack. Oh my god. <laughs> Out. I don't know. Okay. The, I don't know. Whatever. So up. the cool. No, that's what the cool military people be having. You talking about the chargers? <laughs> yeah, they be putting on. The, they be loud. They put something yeah, on it or something. Okay. I think. <laughs> anyway, so I don't know the details. Uh, listen to talk to a financial advisor about Biden's plan. But basically, I know he said ten thousand dollars forgiven for some people who make less than one hundred twenty-five thousand a year. People who have Pell Grants up to twenty thousand no, forgiven. That's, that's oh, people who got twelve. What? People who got Pell Grants only get ten thousand, and they have to make. No, they don't. It's, oh. I think you got it right the first time. I didn't what? read it. Um, the, the Pell Grant people get twenty thousand. I thought if they had the Pell, yeah, they only got. Well, then that's right then. I think they're giving them more for some reason because I couldn't even get yeah, the Pell Grant I when I was. Either. Yeah, I couldn't get that. I couldn't. Well, I guess maybe um, if they uh, got a pair of they would have been lower income. So that's what it and was. They got yeah. So they saying, and they oh. saying they still making lower income. So that's why they trying to forgive them more or whatever. Um, but this. Oh, and the interest. I did read that it said. And I don't know if this is correct. That they will not, or they're gonna cover interest back interest if you as long as you pay them monthly on time and your balance or whatever. Did y'all read I that? read that deep into it because I wasn't too worried about it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Did, Tamika, did you see that? 
Uh-uh, I ain't see it. Well, we're going to get more details on that because that interest part is really interesting to me. They really need to just delete all the interest because, God damn it, it's already expensive sale. Why are you charging your interest on a damn education? Like, that's ridiculous. So how do you feel about this? I know, Keon, you're not affected, but to me, do you, how you feel about this little incentive? Man, fuck these student loans. I don't care. I ain't, <laughs> they going to get what I give them. You forgave give yourself them. a long time ago? I sure the hell did. Fuck this shit. <laughs> do what you will yeah that little 10k ain't gonna do shit for my loans i got a master's degree and i didn't do a good job on taking out these loans i was just out here trying to get refunds i so, want to know why the people mm -hmm. mad though why are the people that pay either paid their student loans or didn't have student loans why are they so upset and so angry why they hating about the loan forgiveness when they not mad about these companies these large corporations that got Exactly. That of dollars that got um, bought out, loan forgiveness, and all of these things. Why they not? Why weren't they outraged about them? Why are they worried about the small exactly. man? Exactly. Literally. No, it is. It's no, something about. It I think they just don't want us to like. It's keeping the poor it's poor, literally. like keeping the poor at the bottom. It's elitism, and it's about look at the population that's going to be most affected by this loan forgiveness. And once again, it yep. all goes back to the man and him trying to keep his foot on our necks exactly i think i read Definitely. somewhere if they forgave fifty thousand dollars of black people's student loans it will increase our wealth by like 40 percent or something like that crazy just fifty thousand, just for black people yeah crazy mm -hmm. folk working second job so, to make student loan payments and they said, like, black women hold an average, I think the average for white people student loans was like 10 to 12,000 or something like that. The average for black women was like fucking 33,000 or 40,000 or something like that. Like, that 10,000 ain't really doing shit, but whatever. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it, right. Joe, but I still don't fuck with you. Um, I read a meme, something that said people mad about um, their student loans getting forgiven. It's like being mad um, at giving to the homeless because you just ate. Mm. I like that. I like that. That's a good analogy. Mm -hmm. Give me my money. So, yeah. Give me my money. I still ain't gonna pay them things off. Shit. Nope. I ain't stressing. I ain't even get my major. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So unapologetically, us, the podcast is really about, you know, we talk about relationship stuff a lot. We try to get into some things that, you know, topics that relate to whether it's, you know, intimate relationships, familial relationships, friendships, whatever, co-workers. We try to talk on the, about these different topics once a week. So this week, um, yeah, I think you got a really good topic. It's summertime. People's is outside. So let's get into this week's topic. Okay. So I want to know. What are the dating protocols? Because you know, I'm new to this dating thing. I haven't I haven't been dating that long. And I'm trying to figure this out because I've been seeing a lot of things about folks getting flued out and they not wanting to have sex and then the man putting them out and stuff like that. So what I want to know is how quickly should you meet up? Should you get flued out? What is the flued out protocol? Is you supposed mm. to give up the cheeks? Is it a given? Is you supposed to have a conversation beforehand? Like what was? I need to know. 
That's a good question. Let me go first because I um be out here digging sometimes. Um, but I think this is my thing. This is just a personal opinion because I think there's uh, people move differently. So as far as like timing to meet up, I think that if I met you, say online, not in person or something like that, I'm trying to meet up with you in person within the first, well, this is if you local, within the first like couple weeks because I don't like to waste mm-hmm. time. So like if I don't, if we don't vibe in person, then I don't want to, you know, continue building a text relationship mm-hmm. or a phone call relationship or whatever like that. So I try to knock those out the way. If they long distance, it's a little bit more difficult. I try to do a little FaceTime maybe more quickly because that'll help. Um, but as far as being flew out, this is a very interesting conversation because these days with the TikToks and the social yeah. medias, people, you know, people talking about how niggas is flying them out and this, that, and the third. And I did see that video about the one that you talking about the girl getting kicked out because she didn't get it. It was up. two of them. I think it was one where oh, she was only seen one. the car. And then there was another one where oh. they was in the hotel room. And he yeah. talking about how he tricked out on $5,000 and all this stuff. Yes. So, yeah, it was two. And that's what made me say. That's the one is I this saw. this an epidemic? What is going on here? But I, this is what I say. I think there needs to be a conversation up front. And I'm I'm that type of person. Like, I'm going to have a conversation that I don't want to lead you on thinking that I'm flying out here and that you're about to be getting the buzz all up and through mm-hmm. the balcony. Unless you're going to get the buzz. Might be getting the buzz <laughs> off. Yeah. But so, and then again, honestly, I'm probably not letting a nigga fly me out if I'm not comfortable spending intimate time okay. with them. Like, I fly myself out, or I'm gonna get my yeah. own room, or or you need to fly to me, nigga, and you get your own room. It gotta be set up to my okay. Advantage. That's, what that's you think? my thought. That's definitely my thought process because it's like you know, this is this is 2022. I'm all about chivalry, but at a certain mm-hmm. point, chivalry also gives up your control so i would definitely fly myself out you know like he can reimburse mm-hmm. the ticket if, if it's that deep or whatever but i would definitely mm-hmm. fly myself um i might even get my own room to make sure that i'm yeah. comfortable you know to move how i want to move just in, stuff, mm-hmm. just in case things are weird but i would say like a caveat like i've only one time hopped on a plane to go see someone that I didn't know. Like I had just met. Mm-hmm. And that only happened one- it was go? great. I still talk to him. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you meet online or did y'all meet in person? We we met on we met on well, it's weird because we met through social media, but we met through people that I did know. Okay. So yeah. and, and I know it was years of interacting you know, okay, like, yeah. you know, not close interaction, but, you know, from afar before right. we, like, started talking. Right, yeah. right, Tamika, right. what you think? See, yeah, Tamika, you got any opinion on your previous dating life? <laughs> yeah, well, in reference to them videos, I mean, we don't know the whole backstory, but the one with the guy was like, he tricked off $5,000. I don't, I can't, did he say he did it before she came? or when No, she while she was there. He took her shopping. Uh, while she was there. Mm-hmm. Okay, he took her shopping and they had the room. and Okay, so my thoughts is if I knew this nigga was going to fly me out and he going to do it, niggas want to fuck. I mean, we know that. Like, what nigga don't want to fuck? And if he doing all that, he really think he's securing the pussy. Mm-hmm. So why would you even put yourself in a position to get right. where you could be potentially <laughs> raped, mm-hmm. murdered, never heard from again, all yep. for to get flued out somewhere like yeah I'm, I'm not gonna put myself in that position because he got the upper hand he in control and i don't like that shit yeah, and, exactly and then you already know what it is so why are you fronting 
when you get there after he done did all this and then want to act like you ain't know he wanted to fuck like let's not be stupid now we I'm not know niggas want to fuck niggas want to fuck yeah and I'm not crazy. saying if they buy you a wife right. they get you a right. waffle combo from Burger King they feel like that they deserve some cheap exactly nigga if they treat you nicely yeah. they feel like yeah call you every day so something right so you gotta be you got to be careful. Protect yourself. Like, nigga, right. that trip, that's, you can get a trip to Miami for like $58, nigga. Don't, okay. don't risk your life and your life for right. a nigga to trick on you for Instagram. So what about, exactly. That's stupid oh, to me. So what about this one? What about, oh, no, I was going to say, go ahead, me. Oh, I was real quick. I was going to say, like, when I was dating, my first dates were always at like Starbucks mm. or something because I could pay for my own coffee. You know, and if you need me to, I will pay for yours, whatever. But it's a, a quiet environment where we can actually have a conversation where we can see how we are vibing and liquor is not involved and there's not other distractions stuff. So then if the vibe is cool, then we can move on and date from there. If not, then it was like meeting you and I'm just out eight bucks. That part. Now I'm gonna come back to that in just a second because I'm gonna put I, I wanna bring up something that I saw today. Okay, so one of the other videos that I saw now, this was a couple months ago. What if dude flies you out and you don't want to have you don't have sex with him or whatever, but y'all was already like phone sexing and you know, FaceTiming, you know, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Like, is there still I mean, I know you can always say no, there's but are you wrong then? No, I feel like you always have the right to say no. Like, that's just my personal opinion. Like, I don't owe nobody shit. Like, I, if I don't feel like it, if I'm sick, I, what, if I just don't want to. Like, I just feel like you always got the right to say no. And niggas need but to are not you be wrong for like, I don't think you're wrong. Saying what? something ahead of time. Well, oh, yeah. I think yeah. if you know, if you know you going into it, yeah. Like, don't set somebody up. Like, if you know going and say you ain't gonna do it, but you setting this nigga up to be all freaky and he think you, you about to get this porn star when you get there, that's kind of shady. Yeah, uh, yeah, don't even do that. That's crazy to me to, to have phone sex and then get there and be like, oh, I'm shy. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Girl, right. You wasn't shy on that, on that FaceTime. Right, okay. busted it open. Right. So I saw this, so I saw this today, Tamika. That go back to your, your dating thing. So, there was a guy who was giving dating advice and he basically said, take a woman on a breakfast date. Like, text her and tell her you're going to pick her up at 8.30 in the morning. Because he said, one, you're going to see, it's going to eliminate, like, the I'm just hungry. Because it was like, a lot of women don't eat breakfast. So she gets up at 8.30 in the morning to come to breakfast. She's genuinely interested. Um, they also said breakfast is cheaper. Um, you get to see her in her natural state because most people are not putting on a pound, you know, pounds of makeup or whatever to go to breakfast. He'll mm -hmm. be in, you know, usually be in athletic gear, comfortable. So you get to see more of who she is. And the main thing they were saying is that if she get up at 830 in the morning to go with bre to breakfast, she's genuinely interested in it. I was going to say that. Because I'm not getting up at 830 to go to breakfast. I might no. like you and I still don't think I might get up at 830. Exactly. I was going to say that. That's early. Especially on the I don't really like breakfast like that. I do, but I, I think that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. I, I would definitely, if I'm interested in him, I would go. If I'm yeah. not, man, fuck it. 
Exactly. And, I, and, and fellas, that is breakfast, not brunch. Do not go kick it oh, at no. the brunch. They said don't take her to brunch because bitches love brunch. So that's they said <laughs> don't take her to brunch. You got to take breakfast. Yeah, that's different. They breakfast. And they overcharging at brunch. You getting fifty dollar mimosas and all types of shit. So <laughs> that's a good idea, though. Yeah. I agree with that. But no, but they said. They definitely said ladies love brunch. So no, don't take her to brunch. And mm -hmm. I love some grits. So yes, if you're trying to take me over me some over some grits, you got me, boo. Me too. Okay. So that was a good topic of the week. I think that was great advice. Um, let's get into our quick unapologetic advice of the week. Um, I think it goes along with that. Bitch, you think it's small. We need to be thinking big. You need to be thinking big, bitch. You need to be thinking big, bitch. Think big, bitch. Ladies, think big, bitch. Okay? Think mm -hmm. big. You're thinking too small. When you're thinking about relationships and going on dates with these people, yes, get flued out, but get a hotel on your own. Let them buy a ticket. You get the hotel. Get a rental on your own. Don't be trapped by these niggas. Think big. Figure out ways that you can be in control. Don't let him be a hundred. This I saw this too. We want men to be in control. We just don't want them to be controlling. There is a difference. Absolutely. Yes, correct. Hallelujah. There is a difference, lady. Definitely. And ladies, we have to learn how to control men without them knowing that we're controlling them. I'm still working on that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ma'am, I don't. That's think a skill. That. When you figure that out, you're gonna be the boogeyman. <laughs> That is a skill. No, there are some women like some wives I've like they're just really good at knowing how to manage their man. And I'm it's just called too, manipulation. It is called manipulation. You're right. It is. Not and I'm just not that good. I'm blunt. Yeah, if you know your man, you yeah. have to know your man. And you have to know how to say things to him yes. and when to say things to him. So it's not necessarily manipulation. Yes. It's just knowing your man and how to get it. Literally the definition is the same thing. <laughs> That's, that's the not. definition I, of manipulation. Because it sounds negative, but I think it's like okay, the same I think thing. it's manipulation if you're using it the wrong way. Okay. Well, that, we can agree to it disagree. Can <laughs> okay, it can be used. <laughs> but don't use your powers for good, not evil. Yes, that's the goal. But if they evil, use yours, girl. Anyway. <laughs> Um, all right, we're gonna get up out of here. Let's close out with our black business shout outs for this week. I'll start out with mine. I'm gonna shout out this is actually a homegirl of mine I met a couple years ago. Um, she started a, a backpack business for your creative traveler, and the website is capsoulco.com. That's C A P S O U L C O.com. Um, it's a really dope brand, it's like a versatile black backpack. Uh, for creatives who travel a lot, it can hold a whole bunch of different shit. It's like crazy. Y'all should go check it out. It's really sleek. It's really nice. And the website is amazing. I shout out black businesses that have all their like ducks in a row. So if you go to that website, you go to that Instagram, you'll see kind of all the designs there and some testimonials. So check it out, guys. Capsule Co. All right. My black business is Alluring Essentials. 
Um, it is alluringessentials.org is the website. The IG is alluring underscore essentials 2020. This is one of my good, good sorors and her body butters, her body scrubs. They are amazing. I love her Georgia peach body butter because, you know, I think I'm a Georgia peach sometimes. But it smells so good. And when I tell you it has my skin looking and feeling all soft and supple like a lady, you got to go cop it. So the website, the IG, she's also on Facebook. Check her out. Veteran-owned Black business. All right. And I'm supporting this week my favorite Northeast Ohio realtor, yours truly, Tamika Williams. That would be I. You can find me on IG at Tamika, T-A-M-I-K-A-L-W, Realtor. And on Facebook at Tamika L. Williams as well. Uh, Mia Brown is the brokerage I'm under. Check us out for all of your home buying and selling needs. Go ahead and let me handle that for you. Absolutely. She was my realtor and sold me my house last year. So we'll get up on that. Um, so yeah, that is a wrap, ladies and gentlemen unapologetically us season two we back and we out <laughs> Deuces. until next time bye